Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 57. 57, 57 yeah. It's a big man. one, man. I feel like, uh, like OC brought up the, that whole like battle of the numbers thing that we were kind of going through. And for yeah. a lot of the numbers, it's pretty easy to find two guys that like exemplify that number or stand out in our minds. But I think for this one, it was a little more difficult. The first one that came to my mind that like every time I even searched up the number, which was like hard because I already knew who I was picking as the first one yeah. is David Perron. Of course, and David you can't, Perron, you like can't I just 57. Yeah. Like David Perron being brought into the conversation. Yeah. As soon as it's, it's like number 57. That, yeah. I just picture yeah, but him. It's not even that he's that elite of a player. No, he's, he's not that elite, but he's like one of the only guys yeah that's that that's a psychopath and i enough to wear number 57 <laughs> yeah and i told you that was my number in my first year of midget like i don't know <laughs> yeah. why i chose so it 55 was taken yeah a little bit but like yeah. i i wore 55 all the way up and then 55 was taken so i went 57 because right. that was my that was my house number and oh, now i'm looking okay. at 157 so man 57 follows me wherever i go but Nice. That's kind of funny. My, uh, my number in hockey was always like seven and 77. And then, uh, when I went to university, my, uh, our house number was eight, seven, seven. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what, yeah. Um, yeah. So for this one, we're going to go with David Perron. And then I was like fishing for another guy and there's other hockey players out there that we could have picked. Uh, like for example, T- Tyler Myers, but yeah. I kind of wanted to see if we could find, someone a little more relatable in terms of height and weight because i feel like in the last couple we've kind of gone like two Pretty polar opposite yeah like in the first one we had oh Ruff yeah the, the first one was like really was like different. way off and then we kind of brought it back down they were closer together yeah. so for this one uh we picked mlb pitcher francisco rodriguez we decided Dude, i had this- never i had never heard of this guy before you brought him up to me i'm just not a big baseball guy Fair but, enough. I mean, Perron is six six foot two hundred pounds. Rodriguez yeah. is six foot one ninety five. You got a five pound difference there. Yeah. So it's and like I think right going with Tyler mark. Myers. Yeah, going with Tyler Myers for this challenge that that you had lined up, I think it'd be no contest because for the challenge we chose, which I'll let you get to, I think Tyler Myers would be too too big. He'd be too too much of an oaf to to kind of compete with Perron. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I think it would just be way too one sided. So. Yeah. For this challenge, I'll uh, I'll give the challenge here, and then I'll go right into our our intro, like our boxing intro, to tee up this matchup. So for this challenge, we're gonna put David Perron against Francisco Rodriguez in a best of seven table tennis tournament. So here we go. Okay. Our first competitor. Yeah. He played in the QMJHL. He was a QMJHL champion. He won one Stanley Cup. He's Played in the NHL for 14 years, 850 games played, and has racked up 550 points. He stands at six foot, 200 pounds, St. Louis Blues forward, David Perron. And his competitor, breaking in a 16 or 18 year MLB career, standing at six foot, 195 pounds, a World Series champion and six time All Star. Francisco Rodriguez. So, I think we've got a good, pretty good matchup here. We've got yeah. a pitcher. So just you know, like he's probably bringing the heat. He's got that mental oh. fortitude. Maybe not necessarily in the greatest shape, but six foot, one hundred ninety-five pounds is like a pretty good signifier. He's, he's, a build. he's a good got build. a good build. And then they're about equal height and weight here. 
they're both champions in their respective sports. A Stanley yeah. Cup champion in David Perron and a Stanley Cup ch- or a World Series champion in Francisco Rodriguez. And I think that they both bring different elements to the table in this type of competition. Like a table tennis tournament, there's a lot going on here. There is a lot going on. I think for, for table tennis, I don't know, table tennis is a pretty intricate sport. You need that dexterity, that coordination, grace, and finesse uh, to control that paddle, put some spin on it. Uh, right. It also just makes with raw power. You just put it down the, your, your opponent's throat. If yes. You like, I don't know, it's a good mixture. I, uh, I this is a tough one, man. You can't really use size, because like I said earlier, if Tyler Myers was in the conversation, I'd be like, man, this guy's just way too big to be an effective table tennis player. Right. But size is kind of out of the question. They cancel each other out. I would say, I think I got to give the edge to Perron here, because I know, I don't know what, what the case is in the MLB, but I know oftentimes, like, the NHL guys will have a table tennis uh, thing in their room, right? Yes. So I can only assume Perron would get more practice. Yeah. Plus, you mix in the, the I had last week with Sergei Zubov before you swayed me. I had the Russian factor. Uh, right. And right. I think I think the equivalent this week would be the Quebecois factor. It's like like <laughs> okay. players from Quebec are are like I guess stereotypically more finesse and, and more more I guess graceful and, and skill guys. Okay. Um, not necessarily the crash and bang. And obviously, I'm not saying Rodriguez isn't that kind of guy. He might be. Uh, I think I gotta give it to Perron here. I think with mixed with the amount of time he spent in, been been injured, I can only assume he's been just honing his table tennis skills. Yeah, and plus he mixed in the Quebecois factor, the finesse. I I'm going Perron here all day long, playing games in the room. I don't think it'll be a contest. I think Perron in in five games. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, here, okay. So here's my thinking. I think that making it a best of seven kind of swing like switches things up a little bit i'm gonna i'll just be straight up i'm gonna take Perron as well but i'm gonna give it to him in six rather than okay. five i think that rodriguez is able to get two games off of him and my only reasoning for that is like i think i think you're right with the Perron factor in terms of playing in the dressing room and like playing against the boys and having the t- like tournament set up and that kind yeah. of stuff like i think he's gonna have that edge and i think that Agility and hand-eye are going to be important factors in this. Yeah. And which I think hockey player, A, he's going to have the hand-eye and then mix in the agility of just being quick on his feet and having good edges and stuff will help him at the table. Good edges. As small as that table is, like you, if you're playing an intense match, you got to be able to get from one then, side yeah, to the other. Yeah. Like that. Like you've got to be able to The move. lateral jumps. Yeah. A little so side action. my only thing here is that I think... Rodriguez being a pitcher is going to have the mental fortitude to be able to push Perron in a couple ge- couple matches because yeah. the way I see it is like the pitcher you have you're throwing at the strike zone kind of thing right like if you go to throw a pitch and you're aiming for bottom left corner and you miss by a couple inches and they call a ball you you have to not be like you have to not get rattled you have to be able to like bounce back and look at the next pitch and be like, all right, I'm going to hit the strike zone in this one, or I'm going to throw the pitch that I want to throw here. Where when you're lining up for a serve in table tennis, 
let's say you miss the table or or uh, I can't remember what they're called, like a foul. Like if you like the the faults, the faults, the faults, yeah, fault, fault. if you like hit the top of the net on your serve and you have to reset. Yeah. I think you, they call it a let in table tennis. Oh, do they? I think so. I, okay. I could be completely. I just know from like the Wii Sports, like uh, Wii Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let. <laughs> so I'm thinking like if he's gonna hit a like hit a net or have a fault or a let, or as you said, but he's got to be able to like bounce back and be like, okay, oh. I'm not gonna hit it on this next serve. So I think he's gonna have that, and also the pitching factor of bringing the heat off of those pitches. I think he might be able to translate into his serves. So I don't know how much it's gonna be able to help him when Peron returns the ball and then he's got to go from there and the agility but I think he's going to be able to just like whistle some serves past Peron. I, I agree I agree that Rodriguez definitely would have the mental edge as, as a pitcher right I think it's a it's an incredibly uh I guess taxing thing a pitcher and just a constant battle kind of like picking your spots like having the strategy not getting your highs too high your lowest too low is right. this cliche saying that coaches always <laughs> yeah. just shove down your throat yeah but i mean yeah man i think that's a that's a good reasoning for for peron and six rodriguez is the mental factor but overall athleticism yeah peron? i'm giving it to peron yeah i'm giving it to peron too but yeah i do i i Rodriguez could go the distance based on the mental factor alone. I mean, if this guy is just even keeled and he's in his series and he means business, shows up with his lunchbox and his boots, yeah. ready yeah. to get to work at the table tennis uh, stadium or wherever they're playing, like, yeah, there's no reason why this guy can't steal a couple of But uh, And the one thing, on too, is I feel like baseball might be one of those sports where, like, he could just be playing table tennis every day. Like, yeah. you know, like, in those in those times when they have uh, guys just going to the clubhouse literally while the game is being played and they're just like hanging out in the clubhouse or like grabbing some food or whatever and it's like you Baseball know he could so be wild just, to me. he could just be wheeling down there and like hey boys like i need i need to get a game in like yeah. you don't know what he's up to during Big that time right? like, next week yeah yeah the thing, man that's the, the crazy thing about baseball is like all the they just sit there messing around in the dugout like pulling practical jokes lighting each other on fire like what <laughs> Dude, if, if anybody did that in hockey, like their coach would rip their head off their shoulders. I know. Imagine you're on the bench and guys are like playing actual like pranks on each other on the bench or like, like what the hell on each other's heads and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> the little like cup go- the Gatorade cup goggles. Like, yeah, that would baseball never players translate. are whack. No, yeah, I, honestly, I, I, yeah, baseball players even in high school, man, the baseball players always a different breed. Yeah, weird guys. Um, so. Clear-cut winner on this one, David Perron. But we pick yeah. him in just different... Different, different lengths different of, lengths different of series time. Length. Yeah, yeah. still David Perron's going to take this one. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Uh, right yeah. now, on my screen, I've got a setup here. I've got my, my laptop in front of me with the Zoom call on it. And then to my right, I've got my monitor. And I've got the Masters buzzing here. And then like okay. a little screen in the corner with my Google Docs. Yeah. <laughs> we are... November 15th, and we're watching Sunday round at the Masters. How crazy is that? It's nuts. Like 2020 has just been an all around insane year, but a ride. I had never, I hadn't even like really put it together of how long it had been. But like Tiger Woods is the last Masters champion. He's the defending champion right now. He's not, which is win pretty crazy because but... that dude, that seemed like forever ago that he won. And Am it was the only 19 months. That? It was 19 know, months it... ago. Only 19 months ago, but it feels like four years. I know it like it literally it, I was thinking about it what before this tournament started. I was like, who was the last champion? And when I found out it was Tiger, I was like, wait a oh, minute. Like right. that yeah. seemed like it was so long ago. But having the Masters played 
on this on like a Sunday in middle of November is so weird, but it's so cool to be able to watch. Cause like, yeah, this is a something we've never seen before and b something we will probably never see again. So, yeah. and plus it, November is cool. a shitty month. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. It's still, I'd say November is my third shittiest month. If I had to rank <laughs> months in terms of shittiness, I'd go okay. February is the worst. It's the shortest. It's kind of like the slushy, like snow is kind of maybe starting to melt, maybe not. There's just a gray and, and yeah. overcast and just miserable. Yeah. And then I'd say October is a close second. I hate October because September is like a nice fall, like still kind of warm out, sweater weather, whatever. And then October is just like, again, gray, miserable. Usually all the midterms are during that month too. Right. It's just a shitty month. Like, and then November is probably third, but yeah, February and October, get out, man, they, they suck. So it's nice to have something in in November while like you're just being like, yo, I can't really go outside. It's too cold. Can't really do anything. Get the Masters on TV. Yeah, it's Watch so some golf. You know what I was I was thinking is like, to me, I feel like Halloween is the signifier of that like switch flip of yeah. just wild weather. Because yes. I'm pretty sure it was the Monday following Halloween. I went to work. It was like minus six or something when Dude, I left snowing. my house. It was snowing. It was freezing cold and snowing all day. Yeah. Tuesday, it was like a little bit warmer. Everything's melting. Wednesday, it was like 21 degrees. It's like, how do you go from polar opposites like that? And it's I feel like it's always just like that Halloween. The switch is flipped. Like flip the yeah. switch. And flip the switch. Yeah. And next thing you know, like it's unpredictable. You have no idea. All week last week was was hot and sunny, and then now it's just like a crap. Dude, I, I I like listen. I just want to open my phone's weather app and be like, yeah, what's the weather today? And then being, like, oh okay, like I can kind of plan my week around that. Yeah, I don't want to wake up in the morning and have to like throw on like a t-shirt and shorts, walk outside, like take out my garbage and wear like spare sunglasses because the light's beaming at me. <laughs> yeah, and then I go out twenty minutes later to go for a walk, grab a coffee or whatever, and to put on a winter jacket. Yeah, like, what the hell? Yeah, dude, it's like going to work yeah, in like, the morning is insane. I'm wearing like my work pants. I've got wait, driving underneath. like that. That early, you gotta put on like gloves too. Like you get in the car and the first thing in the morning, your hands are just freezing. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the worst, the worst. Yeah. So that I've got that, I've got like a t-shirt, a crew neck, a hoodie, and then a jacket, like a winter jacket, and then yeah. like I wear work gloves. And then by lunch, I'm down to like pants. Still got like the pajamas on underneath, t-shirt, crew neck, sweater. And by the end of the day, I'm probably just wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. Like, how do you prepare for a day like that? Like, I have like twenty it's different impossible. layers on it throughout yeah. the whole time. It sucks. It's impossible. Well, the thing is that the layering is crucial, really, because like, yeah. it allows you to be kind of versatile and and remove layers, add layers if you need to. Do I like doing it? No, I don't think anybody does. But like layering, you got you got to layer. Be, be be sure to layer. But yeah, man, crazy time. Like it is November weather, the worst. Yeah. So Only behind October and February, though. Dustin Johnson just won the Masters. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he just set a record score for him. Yeah, guys have been having a r- unbelievable season. Like, well, he it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. Well, and this guy, like he's he's just winning it all. He's a pretty good looking dude. He's raking in the cash. He just wins his first Masters and coming running out on the course to give him a hug and, his ki- and a kiss is his wife, Paulina Gretzky. Yeah, like he's Wayne just... is just slow clapping from the, from the <laughs> yeah. bleacher. Like he's just dude, this guy's, you can't all, ask man. for anything more, man. <laughs> no, he's doing it DJ, all away from the course. Just I don't know if he rails lines still. Ripper Magoo's as Bob Menery said, but 
Yeah, I, I think mean, he's out of that now. He's probably out of that, but I mean, that probably turned his career around. Wayne's like, hey, man, do you want to be a champion like me? <laughs> Give your head a shake. Your yeah. So this but, guy's really had, and then just, just to have a guy like Wayne Gretzky in your corner, kind of giving you advice and in terms of just, that's such invaluable experience that like, and regardless of the sport, man, having a guy like Wayne being like, dude, I'm the greatest there ever was. Like, yeah. here's what you need to do. The great one. Literally yeah. <laughs> the great the one. The great one. Is <laughs> yeah. You call, like adv- advice. You're dating is or you're married to his daughter. You're winning on and off the, f- off the, the course. Good for yeah. you, Dustin. Good Dustin. for you. Yep. Wow. It's amazing. And it's cool to get to see Tiger playing in a Sunday at the Masters too. Just like a Sunday tournament in general, seeing that like Sunday red on Tiger, even though he didn't play that well today. But one thing I wanted to ask you, because like a little, one of the things at the US Open is that they always make the course really hard. So the winner doesn't shoot like that insane. Whereas like Dustin Johnson, I'm pretty sure, I think he just finished at minus 20 at the masses like minus 20 after four rounds but i was watching today tiger he was playing pretty well and then on hole 12 i think it was it's par three he shot a 10 on the par three and because he he hit it into the water multiple times so i wanted to know do you enjoy like seeing players have a little bit of a breakdown like that and like come back to normalcy where you're like, Hey, I could do that too. Or would you rather yeah. just watch them torch the course? Like Justin Do- or Dustin Johnson did. Uh, that's a good question, man. I, I think that, I don't know. Like I feel kind of like pissed off when golfers don't play well. Right. Like, obviously it's a tough, obviously it's a tough sport. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like there's, there's obviously like reasons to play poorly. Like everybody has off days or off holes, whatever. It's right. a mental game. But I think I like seeing players torch the course more so because it's like if you fuck up that badly on a uh, on a hole as a professional, I'm just like, man, like, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yeah. Like, your, like, your perspective like, is more like, oh, I could do that. Like you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, man. Like you're there for a reason. Like it's it's such a prestigious event. Yeah, that you'd like hope. That, I just I I feel badly. I feel badly right. seeing that. I feel unco- I feel uncomfortable. Like watching when Jordan <laughs> Spieth was like fourteen under on day two. Yeah, of, like I don't know what Masters it was like three four years ago. This guy was like fourteen under, and then in the final round he had that like awful awful meltdown. Yeah, I don't know if he I don't know if he still won. I can't remember if he won that year. Maybe Danny Willett won that year. I don't know. But it was uh yeah man this guy was like on hole twelve and he like shot like an eight. And then he, yeah, just, he like, just the next hole, apart. he shot like a six, and he the worst meltdown I've ever seen in, in a live sporting event, probably. Other than the one meltdown I, I think I can I've watched live that was could rival that was that we mentioned it earlier in a previous episode was the San Jose Vegas oh, Golden yeah. game. The he, four when, goals in like two minutes. Yeah, nuts. yeah, that was nuts. That was a crazy meltdown. You know what other meltdown is up there, which everyone's gonna know and it's just gonna give people chills down to their spine and you probably are thinking about it right now you don't want me to say the leafs blowing that 4-1 lead bro i was watching the game in my basement (laughs) with my sister and my brother my parents aren't big sports fans so they were just chilling upstairs and i was decked out my leafs jersey got my leafs toque on i'm fired up i'm like yeah i was talking about it to uh my math teacher at the time, who was the who was the math teacher at Crothers? Like the big Mr. Friedman, the thumb, right? The dude, big boy. So we were talking about the game. I'm like, man, I feel so confident about the Leafs. They had just come off the win last night. Momentum's on their side, and it carried over into the game. Yeah, they were, they were playing flying. so well, decked out in Leafs gear, like 
just on top of the world at that point. I'm just yeah, whoops. Like, Snapchat stories flying. I'm like, let's go, buds. <laughs> and next thing you know, once they scored, once they scored to move within one, and it was like obvious they had all the momentum in the world. And my sister's obviously not a big hockey fan. So I'm like, listen, like Boston's winning this game. She's like, why? Like the Leafs are still ahead. I'm like, if they, it, they're, they're going to win this game. Chara scored in the last minute or whatever it was. And then the, like going into overtime, it was over. Like the Leafs yeah. were just nothing left from the tank. It's kind of funny. I feel like all Leafs fans know that. Like it, when you look back on that and you think about how that game went, as soon as that game went into overtime, it was over. Like we lost, we lost. Dude, we <laughs> lost like when, when they put it, when they got like, when they made it four, two, I think. Oh, two goalies worse than hockey. But like, it is, man. It is. Yeah. And they made it 4-2. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. It's and then Char, I was like, wasn't he in front of the net on the power play? I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is a big 6-9 unit in front of the net. And then so, so my favorite part was, was obviously none of it's my favorite. But like, <laughs> yeah. but my favorite part about that whole that whole like uh, saga, yeah. yeah, the whole debacle was... At the floorball, the Bill Crothers floorball tournament. Or oh, no, it was the Canada. It was yeah. the Canada Cup, man. It was the Canada Cup, and the guest, the guest, the guest there was Carl Gunnarsson, yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was there yeah. at a floorball tournament for whatever reason, and Hudson Lambert, friend of the show, former Latin launcher, goes right up to Carl Gunnarsson with without hesitation. He goes, "Oh, was Randy mad in the room after that yes. game?" And Carl Gunnarsson looks him dead in the eye. He goes, "Yes, Randy yeah. was upset." Dude, I will never forget that man. Like crazy. Like out of the stones to dust. Like what? I know. Cause come on. I'm pretty sure because I know that uh me and Hudson have a photo with him. I think you were in the photo too. I was well, yeah, 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 yeah. So the three of us have a photo of us and Carl Gunnarsson. And you know what's even funnier about that whole thing is he asked him before the picture was taken. <laughs> Like, we're like, oh, there's Carl Gunnarsson. Like, let's get a picture with him. Like, I don't care what kind of level, like, this guy's on. He's still an NHL player. He plays on the Leafs. Let's get a picture. And Hudson's like, okay, yeah. Goes right up to him and just says that. Like, was Randy mad in the room after the game? Bro, yeah. (laughs) All-time sewer. Uh, But he was uh, still gracious enough to take a picture with us. I know, dude. I would have been like... (laughs) yes he was mad <laughs> yes he was upset <laughs> that was some of the fun good for you carl gutterson may be my favorite player in the nhl right now <laughs> just because of that moment. And he, I, hey, he won a stanley cup he won he a stanley cup so stanley good cup for champion. Him. <laughs> you know what i was thinking about is like how many like toronto and st louis have such a weird relationship for like exchanging players yeah yeah, they do. Alex Steen, Carlo Koliakovo. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, dude, it goes way back. Bozak. Yeah. yeah. And then Carl they made Gunnarsson. some of the trades. Like, I'm pretty sure they sent Soshnikov or something to them. Yeah. I can't remember who they got back. But, like, there's just, yeah, they just dish guys back and forth. Dude, but Saint, them and St. Louis. guys just won with St. Louis. That was it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no crazy. return. <laughs> Man, how crazy. And then, wait, what was the. I think we, we got rid of Steen. And, dude, Steen was a gross rookie. Like, he was pretty good, man. I want to pull up his stats. I think he played one season with the Leafs. And, obviously, this guy's had a pretty good career. Yeah. But, like, the guy traded him away. And I'm pretty sure we, we got Lee Stepniak for, for him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty sure it was Lee. Oh, he played four seasons I think it might have been Steen and Koliakovo. They might have been Dude, like this guy him. had, in his rookie season in the show... 
The guy had 45 points in 75 games. Yeah. Pretty good season, good. if you ask pretty me. Good. Yeah. And mind you, his, his, his best season in the show was 53 points. But I don't know, man. The guy's had a pretty solid career, won a Stanley Cup. But yeah. the least giveaway for Lee Stepniak. And, and uh, you, you know how that saga went, man. They're, yeah, whoops. Uh, yeah, they're, I don't know. Was it JFJ? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. All right, on the topic of the uh, the NHL, sports are kind of nearing a return here. Yeah. Um, the NBA has set their start date for December 22nd. We're getting trades, trade rumors starting up already. Free agency yeah. is just around the corner. The NHL is still yet to like determine an official start date, but they're aiming for January 1st. And I don't know if you've heard, but a lot of the talk going around has been they want to start the season with an outdoor game, but not just an outdoor game. They want to play in like some scenic area. Like there was plans That's for them cool. to play at Lake Louise. That, that, got, that so ended cool. up getting shut down and like, they're not going to do that. I think part of it is just, it would be way too damn cold. Like I've yeah. skated on Lake Louise, I think literally on January 1st and freezing, like so cold, Mickey. It's not even funny. Like damn. it's actually so cold. It's one of those ones where your eyelashes are just freezing together the whole time. <laughs> like, you know what I'm oh, talking about? No. You have to keep pinching them so that they like melt and like you can like let go. Um, <laughs> but is there anywhere that you would want to see an outdoor game that probably uh, either hasn't been played yet or would just be a really cool scenic thing? Man, you know, it would be a crazy, crazy NHL game. Full on five on five at national training rinks. <laughs> a little... <laughs> That was not what I was expecting. The little three-on-three three rings. But imagine those massive dudes. Big yeah. big bodies, five-on-five, five. full contact at national training. The little <laughs> tiny... That would be the most entertaining sporting event of our generation. I think that they would set records for, like, two things. One would be um, hits. Most hits. <laughs> yeah. Hits easily. And second Even would goal- probably be, like, goals. I was going to say goals, yeah. The thing is, it might be too crowded to get really like an opening to get the. I guess you just put the puck on net from everywhere. That, yeah, you, you shoot, shoot from the puck anywhere. From your own end. Yeah. You shoot from your own end. It's like taking a shot from the blue line. Yeah, and literally, there's so many bodies packed into such a tight space. You never know what it's even going to hit or deflect off of. Man, right? I, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine. That would be incredible. Yeah, I think that's a good one, actually. I, I didn't think you were going. You got to bring it up to the league. Uh, I was going to say, or, the, or like one of those like outdoor rinks in Toronto, just in some of the neighborhood, or like right. Nathan Phillips Square. If the Leafs actually played a game on Nathan Phillips Square, I think that'd be so cool. That would be pretty but, cool. But NTR is, is my final That's answer. the top. Yeah, I yeah, like that one. <laughs> um, I was thinking along the lines of like the Rideau Canal. Do, yeah, that would, be, that would be cool as well. But would you, uh, would you make boards on it or would it be like a, like a four-day-long game? <laughs> yeah. The nets are like six kilometers apart. Like That would be hilarious. But no, I would. I was thinking like you just set up a ring on the ice. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one would be uh, like I was thinking it would be kind of funny if you had like Lake Muskoka. They that just had cool they just too. had like a game at Lake Muskoka. Like that would be pretty yeah. cool. And then same vibe with like Lake Minnetonka or something like Man, that. I've heard uh, I've heard Lake Minnetonka has like the all time greatest Fourth of July celebrations. Really? Yeah, I've heard Lake Minnetonka. Apparently, there's like everybody gets out in their boat and just chills in the water, and then there's this island in like the center of the lake. Yeah, that like everybody like shows up to barbecues out the ass. Like everybody's just having a great time. I've heard Minnetonka is the place to be if you want to celebrate the Fourth of July properly. 
right like minnetonka and just have an absolute blast in some boat so i mean if you have any connections in minnesota like minnetonka hit it up so here was one of my other ideas and i think this one would be kind of insane is you know uh the ah damn i can't remember what they're called right now it's like a it's like those it's the arm or the navy ships that have fighter jets that land and fly oh like the um what are they called like the, the, the carriers the, uh, yeah yeah like, like an aircraft carrier the big like, yeah like the ship. big i know what you mean those big flat boats that are yeah yeah massive. yeah one of uh, like you set up a rank on one of those and you just that floated like so- just off the coast of like bc or somewhere in the u.s yeah, like, right that off would the be coast so there. cool that, that reminds me of like a rink and like nhl it's when nhl hits 2002 they used to have a bunch of like crazy like because you could like set up your team you could have like shark heads yeah, like yes. and, and each character had their own like rank. There's one in like a circus. There was one underwater in like a shark tank. Like you know, right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. So I mean, that reminds me of that. Like a little, like on like a boat. That'd be so cool. I think, I think there be honestly really was cool. a rink on a pirate ship in that game. Really? I'm pretty sure. But I yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah. So those are those are like my ideas of where they should yeah. go to start. So maybe I mean, we should submit this to are, the NHL. <laughs> I think those definitely top NTR uh for different reasons but yeah man those are all i think they're solid ideas I, we do need to pitch this 100 percent. yeah um Wait, the, the one thing i wanted to add but, but before we get off hockey is the reverse retro jerseys yeah are being released cool, eh? tomorrow yeah well i've also i've seen only the snippets and like the little i guess the teasers for them and like right. they, they do look pretty cool but this is the big the, the first big jersey shakeup the league's seen in a while yeah, I when, like it. When when they first introduced the Adidas jerseys, I don't know, like three four years ago, and then they, they when the Reebok Edge ones came out in like 2010, that was a pretty big deal. Yeah, but yeah, man, reverse retro. Every every team in the league is getting their own little thing. Uh, so yeah, when this episode comes out tomorrow, the league will have a new look with the reverse retros, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. It's exciting. It's like just to get people to like to have a buzz about the NHL coming back. Yeah, you know? it's pretty cool. Um, all right. I kind of want to get into our first segment of the show, other than the, yes. the number challenges. Uh, we haven't done this one in a couple episodes, but I think it's one its one of our favorite episodes there is. So with that being said, let's get into a uh, this or that. This and that. This and that. This and that. This and that. This is a dog. This or that. What you pick, you have to stick with for the rest of your life. You know the rules. Let's get into it. The first this or that question we have is, <laughs> would you rather own a pet raccoon or a pet otter? Uh, okay, I'm going to go with pet raccoon. Be- really? Uh, yeah, because I think that a pet raccoon would be some like weird hybrid between a dog and a cat. So like I kind of think good, it would that's be a good reason. <laughs> yeah I think it would be like really like agile and like running around and able to like climb things and interest in climbing things like a cat yeah but yeah. I feel like you'd be able to like play with it and be like play fetch or something with the raccoon like I don't really yeah. know I kind of feel like that would, that would be... be the vibe whereas I feel like the coolest part of the otter would be like putting it in the bathtub that's and that's really not fair for the animal if you think about it. For the otter, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you like you're just throwing in the bathtub. The only water source he has is like your bathtub. Come on, <laughs> yeah, treat your otter with more respect than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, 
I don't know, man. Like the raccoon is a your honestly hybrid cat and dog love it. Like that's, that's when I think about foxes, that's what I think about. What is it? Yeah, okay, fair. Are yeah. foxes cats or dogs? What does I don't the know. fox say? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we got you got YouTube lined up because that's a, that's a huge. That was a big one, man. The, the what does the fox say video? Yeah, but man, what I literally what is a fox? I don't know. Cat dog. <laughs> cat both? dog. Yes. I don't know. I I genuinely don't know. And raccoon, same kind of. Well, obviously, raccoon is a mer- was a marsupial. Is it? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just what a is rodent of a some kind. Raccoon, probably some kind of rodent, man. I would assume ro- marsupials are like kangaroos. I think medium-sized mammal. <laughs> That's <what> it <laughs> it's tro- trophic level omnivorous. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking marsupial, damn, man. Uh, <laughs> what is a mars? I'm gonna search it. Keep going. I'm gonna search what a marsupial is. <laughs> I think it's like a lemur. Uh, you know what? I think you might be right here. Marsupials. I searched up a marsupial, and there's photos of like kangaroos and rats and koalas and stuff. So like, I don't know if you're that far off. <laughs> Are <sighs> raccoons marsupials? <laughs> I swear to God, if I got this right, I'd, I'd die right now i don't know all i can find is that they're oh raccoons however aren't marsupials all right well so raccoons are not marsupials weird cat dog hybrid probably yeah. a rodent like you said um i think i'm gonna go raccoon too like raccoons would be fun i think raccoons would kind of be similar to like owning a pet skunk i've seen on tiktok people have pet skunks where they get those like the stink glands Probably yeah, not the scientific term for it, but they get yeah, them removed yeah. and they just like zoom along the floor and like skid up to their owner. They just seem like awesome pets to have. Yeah. Uh, I don't recommend it. <laughs> I don't even know that's legal in Ontario, but raccoon, I take a raccoon over otter because otters too. I'm pretty sure that their coats have like grease on them. Yeah. I think they're like water they're resistant. Like, so, like, yeah. You, yeah. You'd pet it and it'd be like petting like your uncle's like, like gelled hair. <laughs> it'd just be like weird, man. So like, I couldn't. Yeah, I think petting an otter would be whack. They're cute. They're cute as hell, but I think they'd be, they have a lot more maintenance uh, to yeah. take care of an otter than a raccoon. Yeah. Okay, next one here. Uh, be able to shrink yourself like Ant-Man or be able to grow like a giant. So you can revert back to normal. You don't like just shrink to the size of Ant-Man or just grow to a giant, but okay. you, you can go like you can grow to that and then go back to normal or shrink okay. to that and go back to normal. Think for me, the Ant Man one, because I, I agree. Yeah, I feel like you can get into some weird situations and like yeah. maybe Too be able to get out of weird men in the world. Yeah, like, it's literally like the scene from uh, what is it called? The intern. The internship. The yeah, the, the internship. Yeah, the inter- yeah, what a movie. Yeah, and they're like I'm sitting in the, the Google interview. And he's like two nickel sized men running around in the world. Think of the possibilities. <laughs> You can put us in those little submarines and go inside people. (laughs) Uh, Those don't exist. You led us here. What a journey. (laughs) Thank you. I, um, man, I'm going to go Ant-Man too. Not only because of the endless possibilities of being a tiny person, but like you, like you can, you can be like, you can do that on your own time. Right. And like, you can be a tiny guy on your own time and nobody has to know what you do behind closed doors is your business, sir. Yo, okay. Think about this. You're, you're like laying in bed. And you're like, hmm, my bed just like doesn't feel that comfortable right now. And you just oh shrink down to the size of Ant-Man <gasps> and just climb on top of your pillow. 
Your whole Whoa. pillow would be like floating on a cloud. <laughs> oh, that would be the greatest sleep of my life. Yeah, I think that would be so cool. They curl up in your, you make a little nest beforehand in your sheets, just like <laughs> yeah. twist it up, like, and then you just crawl in a little tiny man. Oh, what about this? You like, it's like a really hot day and you don't have access to a pool. So you just take, you just take Take a glass of water. Yeah. You pour a glass of water, shrink down. You've got your own pool. Like you could put it on your desk and go. Getting out would be a difficult task though. Yes. You need a little like tiny like homemade rope ladder that you just like <laughs> just hang it over like the a edge. miniature set. Yeah, you just, you just hang like, it over the edge together. You just put like or you you grow back to full size, just, like, covered <laughs> in glass, just shatter through. Like, imagine <laughs> that. Like you're just in a all of a sudden like somebody walks in your room and you're just like, growing at an exponential rate, shattering through <laughs> yeah. this glass. It's like you're <laughs> birthed again. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, where yeah. are you? Dinner's One ready. Second. <laughs> Yeah, blow out of the glass. Newborn baby, just kind of like damp and, and, and <laughs> wild, wild. So yeah, yeah, I think I think still regardless of, of being covered in glass and then breaking a, a drinking glass, I think uh, Ant Man because giant, you can't hide that. No, you, you can't. You can't become a giant in your own room. Anytime no. you have to be, become a giant, you're in public, and they go, "Oh, there's a weird giant man." Yeah, yeah. You're just more. You're more uh, exposed to, to judging eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's like less benefit to it. And that's like, yeah, you probably have more strength or you could like reach things that other people couldn't reach and stuff. But like, yeah. well, you take two steps, get to class, like normally a 20 <laughs> yeah. minute walk. Yeah. But then you'll be like, yo, like, what, this what was the point of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, this is a strange man doing weird things over here. Yeah. yeah. No, I like the ant man. That's pretty good. I like the ant man too. Oh, um, like, what if you're like late for a class and you just hitch a ride on like a bird if you're an ant man? You know, like Bro. you just commandeer a bird, take it to class, yeah. and then just like drop off behind yes. the building, and boom, you're full size again. Like nobody knows the difference. Nobody, Whereas yeah. Everyone's like, your mom's like, like, hey, uh, you got to clean your room today, Ryan. Like, clean your is your room clean yet? And it's just mm-hmm. and get really small. Not here, shit, <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vanish. Chores, responsibilities. Nope. Small. <laughs> gone. Ah, all right. Both pick Ant Man there. That's a good yeah. one. Okay, next. The next one. one we have. The next one we have is. Would you rather go to prison for a crime you didn't commit or be admitted to an insane asylum even though you aren't insane? Man, that is a tough one. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd I think I'd go to prison for a crime I didn't commit. I don't know if I could do the insane asylum because at least in prison people know you're like relatively sane. Obviously there are there are exceptions to that, but I feel like even as a normal person at an insane asylum, you'd be acting normal, but like, oh, you're delusional. Like, there'd always be something wrong with you, and like, you wouldn't be like, you would be always be misunderstood. Yeah. Plus, like, I don't know if, if insane asylums are like that even like a, a a thing, or well, I don't know if they've like updated their their code of conduct because I know in the past <laughs> there's been a, a, a terrible history of like abuse, and they they treat their in, the inmates like shit. Right. You want a bath? Here's a fire hose to your dome. <laughs> spray you down, man. It's crazy. So yeah. I think I think I'd go prison. I feel like I'd, I'd three square meals a day. Yeah, this uh, one is not as be good. Taking meds that are forced upon me. Yeah, this this or that hasn't been as good for controversy because I think I'm on the same side as you here. Um, I think like if you go to prison, yeah, you get you're gonna get like your shower and food. You can get physical physical exercise. You get health and dental care. And then if you, if you really needed to, like, you just do your own thing, mind your own business and you can just get through. Whereas like an insane asylum, 
how are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm doing fine. Yeah. This guy's nuts. Put him in a straight yeah. jacket. Like you're <laughs> yeah. in your little rubber room. Like, like yeah, exactly. And like, I Man. feel like that part of the risk of being in the insane asylum is that even though you go in there not insane, you might end up going insane because you're I like, would. just stuck I know, I know myself well enough to that. I probably would. Yeah. I probably like would. I think I'd go in there and I, a huge, huge risk of being in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're just the, the stuff you see the st- the <laughs> yes. you're exposed to. Yeah. Damn. And like, you yeah. could tell someone like, yeah, I saw this happen or like i saw someone do this or say this shut up you loon <laughs> yeah like you're nuts Damn. you're nuts like oh yeah. come on yeah yeah not that. i'm a nice guy give me a chance yeah yeah i think prison prison no contest for that one yeah uh although no there's no other prison other oh way. yeah prison <laughs> prison other way okay last one always have your top half of your body warm and the bottom half freezing cold okay. or the top half freezing cold and the bottom half warm. Yes. <sighs> um, top half warm, bottom half freezing. Yeah. Or top half freezing, bottom half warm. I, oh man, that's a tough one. I'm gonna say. Uh, hmm. Oh man, this is a real conundrum. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with uh, top half warm, bottom half. Oh, damn. I hate having cold feet, though. I'm going top uh, half warm and bottom half freezing. So my thought is that, A, your brain is in the top half of your body and, like, your true. head. So yeah. I don't want to be dealing with just, like, Protect my your neck and my neck and my ears and yeah. stuff being freezing cold all the time. Like, cold ears is it sucks man like having your yeah. ears and like your nose and your lips cold it sucks because like even think about when you're going out on the pond and you're playing pond hockey and it's really cold your nose right. gets cold like it just starts you just start getting like a little like runny nose going and stuff and you can't control that and i feel like that would almost yeah. be like a permanent thing where and then also your fingers and your hands if they're really cold and you're trying to like do everyday tasks like picking up your water bottle, it's going to suck. Trying to text on your phone, it's going to be painful. Like it's going to be hard. Even think about after you're at the, like, even again, going to the pond, you're going there and you're like trying to type and you're like, Bro. your fingers are like shaking. Can, they're like yeah. jittering and you're pressing like every button on your phone. And then not some of them are showing up. Some can't of even quick scope with those, with those frosty knocks. Yeah. So like you can't just perform everyday tasks. No, I feel like you if you're can't. freezing cold. That's a good so, way to look at it. I, I yeah. agree. I, I'm going to go top half warm as well then because wow. like you said, the, the, the frosty fingers are never a, uh, never no. a good feeling. My yeah. ears are so sensitive. It's sickening. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, like you, you, I think your head, your head, obviously the, the crotch region and like your feet, I think they're the main, the main points that like maintain heat. Or, right. Uh, yeah. Your head's a pretty important part of your body. Yeah, I don't want that getting cold. No, that can't be cold. That can't. No. Be... Yeah, I just like wear snow pants. Like I don't know. Yeah, I try bundle and battle up. it. Yeah, ba- yeah battle yeah, it. But yeah, yeah. Your, your top half can't be can't be cold. No, because you then you also start getting into like anything. shakes and like yeah, you start no, cramping. No you, I feel you like... get like you start sweating because you're so goddamn cold. Like yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's no, not it's... good. Yeah, man. I think I'm on the same page here. There's a the right. good reasoning. The fingers, you can't do any daily, like normal tasks. Right. Can't text your mom you love her. <laughs> Bro. 
Yeah. Like, no, it's not good. It's tough. It's not good. Eh? So yeah, that's pretty good. So that, that's about all the questions we got for yeah. this one. I love doing that one. Just endless possibilities. We there literally turn into the intern or I don't even know what it is. Is it the intern or the internship? The internship. The intern is the one with oh, yeah. Anne Hathaway and uh, Robert De Niro. Right, right. So it's the intern. That's still a good movie though. If you haven't seen that one, highly I haven't recommend seen it. It's a great seen movie. Great okay. Fact. All right. Well, we alluded to uh, some YouTube, YouTube videos. videos. Yes, yes. Um. The what does the fox say? And one well, of the things. Ding, 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 yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember right now. Um. One of the things that I we had talked about a couple episodes ago was the duck song. And I yeah. went back to find the duck song on YouTube just to like hear it again, just because I kind of forgot about it. And I wanted to see what went on in it again. And I thought this was insane. The duck song has 455 million views on YouTube. 455 million. Tell me the duck story. Bum, bum, bum. Ba-dum, ba-dum. A duck walked up to a lemonade stand and he said to the man running the stand, Hey, bum, bum, bum. got any grapes? The man said, no, we just sell lemonade, but it's cold and it's fresh and it's all homemade. Can I get you a glass? The duck said, I'll pass. Then he waddled away, waddle, waddle, till the very next day. Bum, 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 bum. Which is insane. For just insane. a joke of a song. <laughs> For a ridiculous song. But yeah. when you when you break it down, in terms of like how like connected the internet the internet is and, and how much exposure like videos and content can get online. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. Like the duck song probably came out like 12 years ago. Dude, this is a weird thing to say, but like Charlie DeMelio on TikTok, right? She's been out for about a year. And she's yeah. probably she probably has like accumulated 455 million views in her videos, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Pretty whack. Pretty whack. It's just which is weird. It's just the internet's a weird place. But yeah, the duck song 455 million uh, views on YouTube, which is nuts. I talked about the 55 video. That's just I'm not even gonna get into that because that's just yeah. I went and watched that itself. one too. It's ridiculous. You, yeah, it's yeah. just nonsense. Um, but yeah, what other YouTube videos did you were like were some classics that that you watched growing up? Um, so one that my buddies and I, like a lot of them, I look to elementary school. Cause I feel like at sleepovers or some stuff like that, or like, you're just yeah. hanging out with your buddies after school, you'd go and like watch ridiculous YouTube videos yeah, with yeah. them. And like, everyone just hangs out and kills themselves laughing because like, yeah. you don't watch these, this stuff all the time. So, uh, one of the ones that I always <laughs> used to watch with my buddies was Epic Mealtime. And, uh, we'd watch Epic Mealtime when and like my favorite part of it was like and bacon strips and bacon strips and bacon strips and more I, bacon and like everything they made so they just added me. more bacon yeah yeah i would have lo- i have loved that that's an amazing lifestyle to, to, to have they used to make like bacon baskets and bacon bowls and the stuff weaves. like that and put yeah, like, the, the, yeah weaves. the weaves bacon weaves that stuff was insane bacon lasagnas and it would be like bacon weaved into like uh like a lasagna sheet and then like ground beef and then all the lasagna fillings and then more bacon instead of the pasta noodles and then like more more meat and then more bacon again that stuff was insane bacon fries all that we used to watch that that all the time i uh oh man there there is the the sneezing panda 
<laughs> it was like the goat YouTube video. Have you seen that? It's no, I don't think so. It's one of the OG viral videos. It's literally just this panda who has a baby, and the baby's like taking a nap in its mom's lap. And then the panda sneezes and the baby like jolts awake. And like that's all it is. It's a, ba- it's a baby panda getting startled by a, a, uh, its mother's sneeze. And for some reason, it's got an absurd amount of views. I want to check this out because I haven't seen a sneezing panda in a long ass time. But I think that's a video that that has, look, I've been sneezing first thing that comes up. Dude, only, no, that can't be it. That can't be the original. Doesn't have enough views. Well, no, it's got 4 million views, but it's four years ago. But I know for a fact it came out long before uh, uh, four years ago. Okay, um, another one that I used to watch, I used to uh, love. And it, it actually, I learned, or I found out about this video from elementary school history class, and you may know it. You know the song about the War of 1812? No. I know the song about King Henry VIII. Okay, so basically this song, <laughs> this song was to teach us and like get it instilled in our brains about what happened in the war of 1812. Okay. So they kind of go through the entire thing and here, I'll play it. So. Thank you so much. Oh, come back proud Canadians to before you had TV. No hockey night in Canada. There was no CBC. Oh, my God! In 1812, Madison was mad. He was the president, you know. Well, he thought he'd tell the British where they ought to go. He thought he'd invade Canada. He thought that he was tough. Instead, we went to Washington and burned down all his stuff in the White House. Burn, 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 and we're the ones that did it. It burned, 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 while the president ran and cried. It burned, 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 and things were very historical. And the Americans ran and cried like a bunch of little babies. Wah, 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 in the War of 1812. Wow. Yeah. I think I know everything there is to know about the War of 1812 now. It's so, it was so funny. And I remember like after I learned that song coming home and showing my sisters and showing my parents, I mean, like, look at this song. It's so cool. (laughs) And like going around and just singing it all the time. Like it it was so funny. (laughs) And it just explains the War of 1812. It breaks it down. And like you're in elementary school, you're in history class, probably pretty boring. You don't like this stuff. And then bang, War of 1812 comes on and you're, you're hyped again. Like you're singing this song all day. There's no way to forget that information. The, the the same. It's literally the same thing. Like I, I, my sister came home after like hearing a song in one of her history classes about King Henry VIII, as I mentioned earlier, and it was like right. a similar thing where like they teach a, a history lesson in sing song, and it was a song about how he had six wives, and the song is like divorce. Uh, it's like a divorce, beheaded and died. Divorce, beheaded, survived. <laughs> like it literally tells like what happened with all of his six wives. And then he just tells the story about how, like, yeah, like he wanted to get a divorce, and, he, and then he beheaded his second wife. Uh, the other one died. Then his fourth wife, yeah, beheaded again. Like he's like crazy, craziness. But same kind of thing. Like this is a whole song about how he like ruined like, their lives, essentially. Crazy man. 
That's crazy. <laughs> YouTube's a YouTube's a, is a weird, weird, powerful tool. Yeah. There's this other one that I used to, uh, that we used to watch all the time. My buddies and I love this one and it's called the ultimate showdown. I don't know if you've heard about it, but basically they just bring (sighs) like all of these movie characters and real life people into one song. And then they sing about how they fight in the ultimate showdown and like only one can survive. So it's so funny. It's like, this is the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny. Only oh, one yeah, will dude, survive. I... I wonder who it will be. This I is the that. ultimate showdown. Yeah, and like of ultimate destiny. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Chuck Norris. There's like, uh, what is the what's that massive dinosaur called? <laughs> the bro- the bron- the bron- no, it has a. It's like a t- some kind of T Rex. Um, like the Velociraptor. No, I don't even know. It's like tyrannosaurus right maybe it's godzilla it's godzilla <laughs> it's godzilla well i can't i i couldn't put it together there and Man, i i that reminds me of like epic rap battles of history you ever see that yeah 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 epic rap battles of history it's like yes Vader yeah Vader oh yeah 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 i used to watch those oh you know what another one, hype one was super hot fire I remember that, that. guy? <laughs> yeah. But I'm not a rapper. They're like, sweet dollar tea from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I drink that. <laughs> Broke up with my ex-girl. Here's her number. Psych, that's the wrong number. <laughs> oh, yeah, all Everyone's voice just typing him up. Nuts. The guy's just like... I broke up with my ex-girl. Here's a number. What's that shit Psych! That's the wrong number. He's got like that intense like side look. What's the the guy's name is like T-Bone and he keeps calling him like T-Steak. And he's like, yeah. get, get it right. <laughs> and his like record comes up at the beginning and it's like a billion to none. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. The, <laughs> two and a half men. I'll watch that. <laughs> Sweet dollar tea from McDonald's. Yep. I drink that. Mm-hmm. Super hot fire. I spit that. Mm-hmm. Two and a half men. I watch that. But I'm not a rapper. I love that. There, there have been. Uh, well, man, I like. On the list, that that is a, a classic. There's no denying that. But on the list, you have dumb ways to die. Yeah. And I think dumb ways to die. One, incre- it was a it was an advertisement about being safe around trains out of yeah. Australia. Yeah. The impact that advertisement had, I don't think we'll ever see like an ad with that much like impact. It became a game. They probably, they, it? Yes. They yeah. came two games. There was Dumb Ways to Die and Dumb Ways to Die 2, I'm pretty sure. It had two applications, right. a catchy-ass song. They yeah. probably spent, like, I don't know, a couple thousand bucks making... It was like an animated thing. Hire some animators, write a catchy tune, bada-bing, bada-boom, you're done. You have an ad. Yeah. But to think how many reviews it had gotten, I saw the ad not even knowing it was an ad. I had no idea, like, what the hell it was. I was like, man, this is pretty dope. Like, dress up like a moose during hunting season. Right. Disturbed nest of wasps for no good reason. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a catchy ass song. And then the app came out. And then I remember Mr. Lamb's grade nine science class. That's all everybody did. I think he he even played. 
he might have even had the app. Everybody was like, yo, what's your high score? It reminded me of like, uh, like, you know, those Wario games where it's like a bunch of like just a series of mini games that you got to like, yeah, you go and then you have like three lives, but you just kind of do the challenges over and over. Yeah. Uh, and, and just little quick little things, but yeah, you just played the games, and if you lost and ran out of lives, you're done. You try to get your highest score. Incredible. All based on the, on the characters from the song. Yeah. All I remember really game. is like Good the ad. chorus wow. of the of the commercial is like dumb ways to die. Yeah. So many dumb ways to die. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. Trains. Incredible. Incredible commercial. Uh, wow. Another one that I remember that was like pretty funny was uh, All Star Smash Mouth parody. Like parody. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I know the guy who there's there's some like big like overweight man on YouTube who sings All Star by Smash Mouth, but right. over the songs are like over the tunes of other songs. So it'll be like Adele's like Hello, and he has like Hello from the other. He'd be like. Hey, he'll just sing like, hey, now you're a rock star. It's like the tune of any song. <laughs> and it's amazing. Like it usually works. He did like Rockstar by Nickelback, I think. He does That's like a bunch jokes. of random I gotta go songs. check it, it out. usually works out. And he sits there like this. He sits there in his chair and his camera's like this. Like right up and, his chin. Yeah, just like, hey, now you're an all-star. He's staying <laughs> over this like not Is he a good, good singer? 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 No. No, it's awful. Oh. His like, timing's pretty good. Okay. Not. Like, okay. He, he's, on the, he's on beat. Right. He's on beat and he makes it work. And you're like, oh, like that does work, huh? Pretty nice. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, I think that's pretty good for our YouTube videos. Is there yeah, any yeah. others that you could think of? Um, not like, I don't know, man. Recently, I was watching. Uh, I was watching like last night. Like we, we were debating. We had the debate uh, amongst my roommates. Who who Spider Man? Like when you think who's Spider Man for you? Um. The original guy. What's his name? Um, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, right? Tobey Maguire. Yeah. yeah, that's Spider-Man. Same with me. That's yeah. Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't care if his, his acting wasn't like that great. I don't care. No, that's Spider-Man. Like, uncomfortable. That's Spider-Man. That's yeah. Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man. Also player X in Molly's game, but that's a conversation for another <laughs> day. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I live with 2000s, late to the party, going to university, and they're like, oh, like Tom Holland. And they're like, grow up. No. Toby Maguire show some class. And then I was I was playing the Spider Man three, uh, Spider Man three, the one where like Venom comes into the picture, right? And then like he becomes like a, like a bad boy, and he goes to like the jazz club, and he's like, uh, oh my god, what does he say? He's like, like dig on this. There's some weird like <laughs> snapping thing, and he's like dancing with his girlfriend to get back at Mary Jane, and then he's like dancing around the streets and just like being an absolute weirdo, and girls were like. They're like, what the, what the hell is this guy's problem? He's like spinning in the street, like dancing, like, just a weird, like pelvic thrust motion. It's just the most uncomfortable two minutes you'll ever see in your life. Just watch, like, oh, I, I know, Spider-Man I know the scene. 3. I know, the I think scene. we posted it on, yes, uh, the last launcher's Instagram back in the day. Yeah, like that Friday feeling. Yes, like, eh, 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 get on up. <laughs> that weird, like, jazz song playing in the background. Yeah, Incredible. but yeah, regardless of how cringeworthy it is, tell me where Spider Man. Yeah, I agree. Okay, last night for dinner, we had uh, my parents ordered Swiss chalet. And the chalet sauce comes. And okay, so first of all, I want to take a bath in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, seriously, man, it's incredible. So first of all, Swiss chalet right now has these like holiday meals going on right now. Yeah. 
So my go-to at Swiss Chalet, I always get chicken on a Kaiser with fries, oh my chalet God, sauce, oh. and I get uh, chicken noodle soup. Because I, I feel order, like Swiss Chalet order. chicken noodle soup is just food, incredible. Right yeah, I need to order food right now. But, Mickey, listen to this. If you're going to order food, keep this thought in mind. Oh, right God, now, they, have, thinking about they it. have all different kinds of like holiday ones. But last night, what I got, chicken on a Kaiser. It has Swiss cheese, stuffing cranberry sauce and like some kind of garlic mayo and it was incredible all in one sandwich and just take the chalet sauce dump it on top oh just had a feast and then it comes with a box of five lindor chocolates so honestly shout out to chalet because that was incredible the dirty bird i don't know if you've ever like called it that that, but no man never yeah the dirty bird it was so good but I'm having this chalet sauce on basically what's like a Christmas or like Thanksgiving meal. And I'm wondering, is it offside for me to ask for chalet sauce at my Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner? If it comes up, like request that that be on the table. Like would it have to be ordered by our family members? No, like you can, or you a can homemade buy packets. Chalet. You can buy chalet sauce packets and make it at home. I don't even think that's. I think that's completely fair. You think that's? I think okay? you're. You're. Fa- you're. Yeah. I think your family. You'd be like, dude. Why didn't we think of this earlier? Like, great. Because that's what I'm thinking. I might have to do this year and be like, hey, what are we doing? Eating this turkey without chalet sauce and like mashed potatoes without chalet sauce. Yeah. Like, guys. Yeah. Guys, wake up be here. Better. <laughs> be better. This has been an option all along, and we've just been ignoring it. It's sitting right there. It's in a packet. Like, let's do it. I think another thing like like kind of similar to that that doesn't get enough love is the fact that like you can buy Big Mac sauce at the store. Yeah, they come in the bottles. I, we yeah, we bought that bottle. at school. Yeah, you can yeah. get a bottle of Mac sauce and why don't people do that more? Mac sauce yeah. is delicious. It I, is. I might You can also get McChicken McDonald's. sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. My go-to yeah. order for McDonald's, I, I get a McDouble or a couple of McDoubles, add Mac sauce because it's the greatest sauce there is. It's Maybe really, not. really it's good. good. Isn't it's it good. like Thousand Island dressing? Isn't that pretty much I, like what it honestly, is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, but yeah, it did, it's different on the Big Mac. It does. It does. Yeah. Okay. Well, next year I'm going to ask for uh, chalet sauce. You need, yeah, you need to. Or this, honestly, I'd be, I'd be disappointed if you did. All right. Before we kind of wrap up the show here, I want to get into uh, a Be Better. kind of back on the sports topic but this one was pissing me off and i'm sure it will for you too uh right now actually kind of funny i didn't even think about it i'm wearing like a hockey canada t-shirt but i feel like every kid that grew up in canada who played hockey their dream was to play like at least in the world juniors for canada like you watch every least like it's no, no big deal to get there but yeah like you well, what I mean by like at least is like even if you're not thinking, even if you're thinking of like Olympics or like stuff like that, it's like I want to play in the World Juniors. So like, I would honestly rather play in the World Jays than the Olympics. I think. Okay, but like World like, Juniors the World just Jays seems like dope. so. It's just so iconic for Canadian kids like growing up playing minor hockey and stuff. Yeah. Um. So much influence too. Like that one season where all the World J players wore fishbowls. Yeah. After and Christmas then, break, everybody had a fishbowl. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, this is, you got you, dude, you want to be a good hockey player? Fishbowl. Wear a fishbowl. Yeah. But this be better goes to the coach of Michigan men's hockey team. And 
because of what's going on in Canadian, like the CHL and Canadian junior hockey, there's no hockey being played kind of right now. The QMJHL is up and running, but they're kind of having COVID problems and stuff. And then the rest of the leagues haven't really got going. Well, Hockey Canada is starting their camp about a month earlier than they usually do so that they can get those kids a chance to get back on the ice and get playing again before the tournament comes around, give them more opportunity to like actually showcase their skills rather than having like a one week camp and then choosing the team. Yeah. So the coach of Michigan on his team, he has a freshman player. This kid is yet to play a game because Michigan hasn't started yet, but he's yet to play one game in a Michigan Jersey. His name is Owen Power, and Former he's expected. Rap. Is he actually? Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, dude, my trainer for my hockey team, a guy named, uh, oh my God, DJ, I want to say. Christ, it's been that long. I almost forget. But uh, he goes, he's like, oh man, you got to look at this kid. Like, he's like, obviously, like, pretty, at that, at that age, substantially younger. Yeah. I mean, like, playing midget hockey, and this guy's like in like peewee or whatever. And I'm like, man, he's scary good scary good and he was probably bigger heavier taller than me at, at, at 18 <laughs> yeah he's an o2 yeah man crazy and he's just a rig and scary good and i'm like oh, wow i and that at that moment i knew i would never go anywhere in hockey <laughs> <laughs> like, at that moment you knew uh, it was uh, over writing was on the wall so this kid, he's projected high first round pick in the NHL next year. Craig Button yeah. has even said this kid might be like first overall pick yeah. kind of thing. Dude, the guy's like, he's like 6'5", 220. Yeah, he's a rig. 17 years old. He goes, yeah. He'll be like the next Victor Hedman, bro. Like, this <laughs> yeah. guy's a monster. And he, he averaged over a point a game in his like first season in the USHL, I'm pretty sure. Like the guy's a stallion. Yeah. Anyways, the coach of Michigan men's hockey has decided that Owen Power can't go to the Canadian camp and he won't let him go. Ridiculous. I think that this is just like criminal. It is like criminal. seriously, how, how can you sit there and like stop this kid from going and playing for his country, playing on the world stage? That's invaluable experience. When are you going to experience a excitement like that? Like you don't know, you well, literally don't know. You don't know that you're going to play in a college championship. You don't know that you'll get to play in a Stanley Cup. You don't know that you'll get to play in an Olympics. You don't know these things. But right but now, right know, in front of your face, you have an opportunity. with Canada. Yeah. with Canada at the World Jays, you always have a chance to battle for gold. Right. So you have this opportunity right in front of your face to play for your country, play on a super high, intense level, play with immense amount of pressure like – like as much as they are kids, like the pressure of the country is just riding on them because everyone wants to see them do well. And they're always like expected to play in the gold medal game. At least like, it's almost like a failure if they just get bronze. It's like, what, what was that? Like, you know what I mean? Rather, whether or not that's fair or not, but not letting this kid go and experience that. I think it's just the stupidest thing to like to happen out of like college hockey so far, just like, yeah, Straight up, I I wouldn't be surprised if A, this guy transfers, and B, kids don't go to Michigan in the future because of this. Like, why? Is, like, that one thing that's kind of, I, I obviously let the kid, let, let the kids play. Like, let him yeah. do his thing, man. But I, I don't know if it's it's because he hasn't played a game yet, and they go, hey, he's, he's a, a talented-ass hockey player. We won't want him to get, lose him to injury or whatever, which, which I think is messed up. But the only other thing I could think of is maybe it's because like Michigan may have like strict rules surrounding like COVID and they want all their players to be healthy 
and that that tr- not not to say Anki Canada won't handle their shit responsibly, mm. but maybe that's the reason they want them like in a different country, interacting with. Uh, regardless, it's stupid. Yeah, it's a stupid decision. He, I heard him say in an interview, it's because he they don't want him to miss class, which I think is the that biggest is bullshit the, of all. Literally time. anything other than that, especially especially right now, it's online. You, yeah. You're telling me this kid can't take like an hour out of his day every day to do that? Like, unless the guy's a brick. Like, unless the guy's like barely hanging on the academic requirements to play yeah. college hockey. Like, that's the Navy. And that but being said, if he's projected to be this high of a, of a pick, Who needs you think he's going to be in school next year? Like, he's going to get drafted first overall or like the next couple picks after you think he's really going to be in school next year? No, like, give me a break. Yeah. So, Michigan men's hockey as a whole, and especially the coach, Mel Pearson be better because that's a joke like that's just that a joke. embarrassing it's embarrassing for the school and embarrassing for the program it's, it's a joke be better it's the worst let the kids literally play. just uh, yeah let the kids play <laughs> yeah all right well that's might be better it was riding on riding on me all week i was yeah very, the shit valid, out of me. very it's, solid uh, dude it's just that i can't believe see like i didn't know i had heard that news and i was like hmm kind of giving it the benefit of the doubt. I didn't know all the things, but to put for them to be like, can't miss class. That is the ultimate yeah. cop-out yeah. response. It's bull. That's just that straight bull. BS. That's what it is. Like, like they give a fuck how their students do. <laughs> yeah. Especially no, those like don't. super high level athletes like that. Yeah. Come on. Bro, I was like watching some like John Oliver thing on like NCAA about like, uh, mind you, this was like a college basketball or whatever. Right. Was they like, they're elected, they enrolled their elected in like Swahili courses and just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous ridiculous courses just their like literally bird courses just to get by up. Yeah. yeah and i can only assume that like the university of michigan probably kind of does the same thing where they just ha- have their students take lesser impactful courses yeah so that they can play because yeah. you're not going to recruit a student regardless of how dumb this kid is he's there to play hockey he's not there to become a scholar yeah but, like and michigan can say all they want about like oh we developed like fine academic and then like come on man like that's not why he's there no not at all yeah be better no pearson be better yeah all right um that about does it for our be better we've got one more thing left here yes handout important yes so for this lot crank lot of the week um i'm gonna have i know who i'm gonna give this one to um this lad Honestly, it's going to be strictly based on how this pool kind of went. Everyone joined this golf pool for the Masters. And as we were heading down the stretch here, so I'll just let you know, I, I tied for third. So me and Brownie tied for third. What happens is everyone picks six guys. And then at the end of it, they take the top four scores of your guys, add them up. And whoever has the lowest scores of those four, that's who uh, like you add up for your score. Yeah. So we we're kind of going into the day today. And the leaders were changing back and forth all day. And this lad was, I think, in fourth to start the day and, like, wasn't really sniffing much. Like, I don't think he was even looking at any kind of, like, money. And out of nowhere, and he was so confident this whole time, just kept getting in our ears telling us, like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to win this thing. Like, it's no problem. It's no problem. And, of course, he does. Flying from the rear pulling up with a total score between his four guys of a dash 39 and walking away with the outright winner, which is pretty cool because I'm pretty sure he won 
on the last hole of the tournament. Wow. So this crank lad of the week for his persistence and absolute sheer confidence yep. is Michael Simony. So I'm going to have to give it to one of the, one of the old, one of the OG lads yep. and just a guy who follows the podcast. He came on and has done some episodes with us since and avid golf watcher and was in everyone's ear all week about how he was going to walk away with this tournament. I got to give it to Sims for pulling away with this one because even like he won by one stroke, he won this wow, whole thing man. by one stroke. So who, who was the, the, the difference maker on his team? Uh, it was, I'm pretty sure the guy who ended up doing it for him was Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because who? he had, he had Dustin Johnson minus 20 Brooks Kepka minus 10 and then Scotty Scheffler Oh, it was Ches Reevy who did it. That's who it was. Ches Reevy was like minus two all day. And then his last hole, he finished at, he got like a birdie. So he finished at minus three. Wow. So it just, it just put him over the edge. Ches Reevy put him over the edge and he beat Dude. Searles out who Searles just picked guys with his own name. <laughs> just Cameron. All Cameron's. <laughs> yeah. And then Yo, that's, that's yeah. what I would do. Probably. I don't know enough about golf to, to make those decisions, but Man, congrats, Michael Simony. Big yeah. win for the kid. Yeah. And, and that's a that's a pretty sizable chunk of change in his pocket. No, it's yeah. Big, right? Yeah. Like, there was like, I'm pretty sure the pool is like 270 bucks. Damn, man. Yeah. I don't think he good wins stuff. at all because I think that second and third gets some yeah, of it, little, but he gets yeah. like good amount of it. So yeah, man. good for him. So congratulations, Sims. Um, yeah. Big win. And you get the crank out of the week. So I'll get the prize pack out to you. Probably yeah. honestly going to hand out a golf towel. Um, Dude, I actually yeah, got that, a message. I mean, it's a fitting prize. It's a yeah, prize I think it's a fitting prize. And yeah. we got a message from uh, Jack from Crank, and he told me that there's actually stickers, Crank stickers in here as well. And I went through and found oh, no. a bunch of Crank stickers, so we'll hand some of those out as well. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool prizes right coming. On. Crank Cloud of the Week. And that about does it for episode 57. And then, McGee, do you want to, like, we pick these two guys should we, and we, each number we've said like, oh, it's the Michael Jordan episode or the, like, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of some of the other guys we've named the episodes after, but should we say that the winner of the match is that, that episode? So sh- like this one's the David Perron episode. Cause he won. Yeah. He I know. I think that's, I think that's, yeah, no, I think that's a fair thing. So to he, do. Won, like, he, he won the naming it. rights. <laughs> he won naming rights for sure. Yeah. And I think we maybe continue this up to 99. Man, the the great one could do some damage in his competition. But we'll yeah, that, hey, you gotta wait a little bit for that for that battle. It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. But yeah, All right. man, that, that wraps it up. That was a good app. Um, yeah, man. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Crank lad of the week, Michael Simony. Congratulations. Uh, not only the Masters win, but on your new crank merch because that's always yep. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man. Good app. Good chatting with you. And to all the listeners. You know the drill. Catch us next week, same time, same place, same launch. Cheers, lads and ladettes. Cheers. Cheers.